This podcast was recorded on the lands of the Ngunnawal people. We would like to pay our respects to Elders past and present. This land always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Our sovereignty has never been ceded. Welcome to Reconciliation Roadmap, the podcast where we navigate the path to building better businesses through reconciliation. I'm your host, Holly Furling. And I'm Dixie Crawford, a proud Barkindji woman living on Ngunnawal country. I am your guide to developing and implementing reconciliation action plans. With years of experience as a RAP consultant, I'll bring you the insights and perspectives that really do matter. Think of us as your go-to RAP resource in your pocket, tackling all the questions that you've had. This isn't just a conversation. It's an actionable roadmap for your business towards positive change. Welcome back to another mini episode of Reconciliation Roadmap. My name is Dixie Crawford. In these mini episodes, it's just me. I'm working with you. I'm in my studio. I'm having conversation about some of the practical tips that I think will help you in terms of the implementation of your wrap. So short and sharp episode, hopefully today. I say hopefully knowing that well and truly once I get on a roll, I don't know where it's going to end up. So in today's episode, what I'm going to be discussing is how to not personalize receiving feedback when it comes to the implementation of the wrap. Now, depending on your previous experiences with feedback, you have either received it well, so you've responded well, you've either, (laughs) or you've flown off the handle, or you have spiraled into the depths of self-pity and self-loathing. The latter two are not that helpful. The first one, great, but receiving feedback with the greatest intention takes maturity, emotional intelligence, and experiences. But what I will say is that when you receive feedback and it goes wrong and it is criticism, these experiences will inform and influence your willingness and your capacity to receive feedback. And this is why it is so important that you become better at this and you become more comfortable and confident with this, particularly if you are leading a team or you are in a position of influence and power within a business. It is critical you open yourself up to advice and feedback about how it is that you show up. Now, I'm not going to tell you and that I'm really great at receiving feedback. I'm not going to pretend it's easy for me or that I enjoy it because that's simply not true. I've had some awful experiences around feedback and people have attacked or really critiqued my confidence, which has stalled my growth and my development as a woman, as a business owner, as an employee within an organization. And it's not gone great because I felt like under many circumstances, it was it was a personal attack and it was much more about me versus the actual problem. But in saying that, I recognize how important it is to to understand how people perceive you and to make sure or to understand whether or not the perception of others is in alignment with how it is that you want to be seen, regardless of whether that's good or bad ways, right? So in this episode, I want to explore the support and advice I've given my clients who at times have struggled with receiving feedback when they, which they maybe weren't expecting or they did not necessarily want to receive. But remember, I am a rap consultant I am an external and somewhat an independent perspective that will sometimes see things that you tend not to. So it's my job to hold space for you, give you feedback and support your growth and development as a leader within an organization if you are the one that is being the champion for the implementation of the RAP. So 
In today's episode, I'm going to share with you what I consider as being some of the critical, as being critical to the way that you receive feedback and some examples of how to practice this action in terms of receiving feedback in the space of reconciliation. That's my subject matter expertise. That's my experience. This is what I do every single day. So these eight points definitely come from a place of experience and confidence for me to be able to navigate these conversations with you. So the first point that I want to talk about is in order to not personalize feedback that you receive from someone is to listen actively to what someone is saying to you. Focus on your understanding of the feedback rather than immediately reacting to it from an emotional perspective. So be present. When someone is providing feedback, give your full attention to them. Eliminate any distractions that you have. Put your phone down. Stop typing away on your computer. Be present in the moment and focus entirely on that person who is speaking to you. This demonstrates your respect and shows that you are valuing someone's input and the time that they are taking to have a conversation with you. When you are also actively listening, you need to make sure that you clarify and sum- and summarize what someone is saying to you, right? Ensure that you have understood the feedback correctly and it's accurate in terms of what they're saying to what you've perceived. And if you need to ask clarifying questions to fill in any gaps or provide the speaker or whoever it is that you're talking to, right? If you're in a yarn with someone, provide that person with the opportunity to elaborate on the points that they might have to share with you. Make sure you respond in a really considered and and respectful way. Once that person has finished giving you feedback, take a moment to gather your thoughts. You don't have to dive straight into the conversation. Acknowledge the feedback, demonstrate some level of appreciation for their input, and then indicate that thank you so much for letting me know what you think, um, what your thoughts are. It's going, you know, in terms of addressing the concerns or how it is that you can potentially make improvements to it. But you don't have to respond immediately by saying, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. Just say, thanks for your feedback. I'm going to go back and, and think about this, in a, you know, at another time and then I'll come back and yarn to you about it later. But with that also, once you've finished doing that, once you've really been focusing on this active listening and being present, make sure that you take the, if, if there is action that is warranted, and there are changes that need to be made, make sure you focus on doing those changes and making those improvements because this demonstrates, one, from an integrity point of view as a person, it demonstrates your commitment to continuous improvement, but also it demonstrates your value of other people's feedback and how you will respect what other people let you know in terms of how it is that you're turning up and what it is that they want for you in terms of you know, in terms of from you, but also for the organization in terms of best practice and improved outcomes. So there is a lot within active listening that can really serve as um, a good support tool for you. So separate feedback from self-worth, I think, is a second point that I want to talk about. Remember that feedback is about your actions and your work. It's not about you as the person. So build your resilience, develop resilience when you are experiencing feedback. This resilience allows you to bounce back from constructive criticism and you and almost uses it as a stepping stone to develop your confidence and your capability. But also acknowledge that, man, no one's perfect, right? Recognize that no one is perfect, that we all make mistakes and that we all have imperfections. So embracing your imperfections and being open to feedback about the actual problem or the action or the room for improvement, that's about 
it's about the problem or it's about the error or it's about the action. It's not about you as the person, right? So make sure you separate that. And I guess the final point around this separating um, feedback from self-judgment is definitely about make sure that you have compassion and understanding towards yourself about who you are, what you're trying to do, who it is that you want to be, how it is that you want to turn up in the world. Don't sit in that old pity party and, you know, and believe that you're just consistently making mistakes or that you're a loser or whatever it might be, right? Like there's don't spiral into this negative self-talk that is going to once again continue into this pity party where you think you're not good enough to do this work. Particularly, I mean, this happens for everyone, but also women are really good good at personalising feedback and defining that feedback, making that link with our self-worth, just speaking from a woman's perspective. Um, To stay open-minded as well, this is the third point I want to talk about, is be open to different perspectives and viewpoints, even if they challenge your own beliefs and actions, right? So actively listening to what people have to say, be willing to challenge your own beliefs and assumptions and be open to potentially seeing new ideas and new information. Encourage an open dialogue right? And engage in a respectful debate if you need to in terms of understanding and exploring someone else's point of view. Seek out different and diverse sources of information or perspectives to inform your decision making or just to broaden your horizon around what it is that you know and what it is that you don't know. Another point that's really important here is to practice self-awareness to recognize where you're emotionally reacting and where you're defensively reacting, right? So, Does a defensive or emotional reaction actually, does it change the content or does it change the context in terms of how it is that you are receiving the feedback? So practice self-awareness and recognize where emotion and defensiveness is turning up. In The fourth point that I want to talk about is actually about avoiding defensiveness. And so I really want to encourage you to resist the urge to be defensive or to justify your actions when receiving feedback, even though we tend to all do this, which is, you know, I did X, Y, Z because of ABC. I get it. But what I want to say to you is there are some physical things that you probably that I would strongly encourage you to do as well as some of the things that the conversations that occur in your head that are critical to making sure that you don't respond defensively to things. Okay. So the first thing is stop and take a breath, right? So before you respond, take a moment, collect your thoughts, regardless of how brief it is, just take a minute for yourself before you respond and make sure that when you do respond, that you are calm and that you are considered in the way that you approach that conversation. Again, listen actively, right? Practice active listening through giving your full attention to what someone is telling you and listen to their words. I understand that at times, you know, you've got knots in your guts or you can feel your temperature rising or, you know, like, you know, that little character. I can't remember what that little red guy was in one of those Disney films, Pixar films, where it was like going red and his head was on fire. But even though that might be turning up for you, it's really important that you stay focused on the words and the content versus um, context is critical. But at the, at the time of receiving feedback, when you can tell that you are having a physiological and emotional reaction to something, focus on the content of the words um, versus the context. So reframe your perspective also. So we can receive feedback either from a place of criticism or we can receive, we can choose to receive feedback for as an opportunity for growth and development rather than criticism, right? So there's an opportunity for growth 
evolution and improvement here versus criticism and um, for someone to put us in our place, right? Or for someone to let us know what, what it is that they think of us, right? So be focused on the opportunity from feedback versus where someone might be trying to hold you back. And I guess reflect on the feedback that you receive. Take some time to reflect on the feedback before responding, especially if it's emotionally charged, right? If there's, if you feel like someone just shitting all over you, even though that may not be the reality, um, sometimes we construct narratives in our head. Just take a moment and step away from a situation and then come back later if you need to or if you want to. The fifth point that I want to talk about is seeking clarification. So if the feedback is unclear and you need more information, ask for questions. Get the clarification. Get the clarifications through examples so you can understand how come someone thinks what they think? How come someone feels the way that they feel? If you don't understand and you can't pinpoint particular experiences or actions or behaviors, then how can you reflect on knowing what it is that you did, how it is that you turned up, what someone's perception was versus what your intention was? You need to understand in detail where the source of the problem is and how in order to fix it, right? My grandmother always said the past ain't for living, but it sure makes for good thinking. So if over and over again, you find yourself in these conversations, there's these conversations, there is feedback and there is an opportunity for you to recognize how it is that you might be turning up in different places and how people might be perceiving your behavior, your leadership, your intention. It's feedback is really important, but you have to clarify the information if you are confused by something, right? So express your interest to understand, right? And say things like, I appreciate your feedback, your feedback, and I want to understand more about it. Can you help me understand X, Y, Z, right? So ask those clarifying questions. Can you please elaborate on that point? Can you please share an example to demonstrate what it is that you mean when you say whatever, right? So Also, another really important point around clarifying question is to paraphrase and repeat, right? So repeat back what you think you heard in your own words to confirm your understanding about this, is to uh, share with someone what it is that you understood their, their words to mean. right? So this allows the whoever's giving you feedback to clarify or correct any misconceptions or any misunderstandings that you might have had. So for example, you might say, So if I understand you correctly, you're saying X, Y, Z, right? So just do that paraphrasing and repeating it back to someone is really critical. Hey there, just quickly interrupting the podcast. It's Dixie here. I just wanted to let you know that on the 5th of December of 2023, I am running a Rap Leaders Masterclass. Now, the Rap Leaders Masterclass is for any leader within an organization who is responsible for the development and the implementation of the Reconciliation Action Plan. Now, as an experienced RAP consultant, I can tell you that what you might be experiencing right now in terms of barriers, in terms of your mindset, in terms of the challenges that you have in immobilizing leadership within the business, you're not alone. These are things that people experience all the time in their organization. And this is why I have developed the RAP Leaders Masterclass. I want to help you define your purpose and your vision and also discuss with you how it is that you make your values visible within the business in order to have greater influence, be more effective, and to gain more engagement within your organization around the purpose, the potential, and the impact of the wrap. We're going to be looking at performance metrics. We're going to be looking at project management. We're going to be looking at effective communication. And we're going to be looking at how it is that you effectively 
implement the wrap with practical strategies and skills. So if you're interested in this masterclass, please let me know. It is online. There's details in the show notes, and I would love to see you there. But what I want to do is support you to be the most effective and impactful leader that you possibly can. So we're looking at leadership skills. We're looking at practical action. We're looking at building a network for you with other like-minded leaders within the RAP network. We're also looking at how it is that you create a framework for evaluating and measuring the success and the impact of your RAP implementation. So There's a lot there, but if you would like to be involved, please let me know. Information is in the show notes and I would love to see you there. Let's get back to the podcast. So point number six is to reflect objectively. Now, I know this can be really difficult, particularly when there is a bit of emotion and anxiety or I guess confusion around feedback, but trying to look at the problem versus the person being the problem even though sometimes people are the problem, let's be honest. But it is really important that you try your best to look at the problem objectively, right? So step back, evaluate the situation, make the assessment around whether or not these are valid points, whether or not there are opportunities for change here. So take time to process that. Give yourself time to process the feedback. Avoid making immediate judgments or decision and just give yourself room to understand the perspective and to receive that information. With that new information that you've got from someone, analyze the advice, right? Break it down into very specific components or points. Be really clear about those individual points and make sure that it's valid, that it's relevant, because with that really clear story and that critiquing of the information, you can go back and look at your past patterns and work out, well, you can consider is this feedback that I'm getting right now reflective of some other feedback that I've received in the past? So remember if we are human beings, we are creatures of habits and there are sometimes things that do creep into our leadership styles and the way that we engage or the way that we approach conversations and particularly the way that we approach really tricky conversations with people. So if you can identify where there are some trends or there are some areas for improvement, being able to pinpoint them is going to help you down the track. The other point that I just want to land around, consider it, reflect objectively, is to seek multiple perspectives, right? So consider seeking input from a lot of different places, colleagues, mentors, your leaders, you know, up the top of you, you know, your colleagues that are on the same level of you and then people that you might be supervising in your organisation. So always seek multiple points of feedback and advice in order to understand if I'm turning up this way, is that reflective of how it is that I want to be? There's so much valuable information in that. The seventh point that I want to talk about is to embrace a growth mindset. So look at the feedback that you've gotten as a opportunity for growth and learning rather than criticism and critiquing you in a really negative way, right? So you can learn from your mistakes. Embrace the idea that making mistakes is a natural part of growth. It's a natural part of life. It's also a natural part of leadership. But don't dwell on the mistakes. Don't allow them to hold you back. Allow it to be a stepping stone or a strong foundation for you to progress forward and for you to elevate and evolve your leadership as a person within your business, but also as a person who might be the champion or the leader around reconciliation. So set some really specific goals for you, receive feedback, and make sure that what it is that you're doing has really clear objectives and in order to help you channel what it is that you're doing and how it is that you go about doing this work. So it's meaningful, so it's impactful. The other two points that I think are critical around a growth mindset is to once again, seek out support and mentorship. Now I have coaches 
I also have mentors and I learn so much from my mentors because I know that the challenges that I have in business, somebody has experienced them and they have overcome them. I always say this, I don't take advice from anyone who isn't where I want to be. I also don't take advice from people who aren't as vulnerable, who are not critical thinkers, who don't take responsibility for their own actions and their outcomes. So seek out the right mentors to inform the work that you need to do in order to be the most effective leader that you possibly can within your business. So those people will provide you guidance and support around your growth journey, and they'll provide you insights and strategies around the way that you do self-improvement. And I guess the final point there around having a growth mindset is, man, you have to maintain a positive attitude because if you spiral out of control around criticism, good luck in trying to come out of that, right? But what you want to do is cultivate a positive and I guess optimistic attitude when you are receiving and you are faced with feedback that may not be delivered in the greatest way. Even though there are great intentions, sometimes what people say versus what they mean can be two very different things. Also comes down to your perception, but make sure you focus on the content once again, rather than the context and focus on what you can learn in this moment and how you can grow from that experience and that feedback that you've gotten. The final last couple of points that I have here is to consider intent versus impact, right? So understand that people might be providing you feedback based upon the impact of your actions, not necessarily your intent, right? So set aside those defensive reactions, right? So again, what your intent versus what the impact, they might be two very different things. So resist the urge again of being defensive or trying to justify your intent and focus on understanding the impact of someone's point of view. Again, ask the clarifying questions, get really specific feedback if things are unclear or they're vague. Try to understand the detail and seek examples of where things have gone wrong or how someone may have formed this opinion based upon ABC, right? So you need to get a really clear understanding of that. Reflect on your intent. It's always important that we reflect on the original intent or the motivation behind our behavior or our action. So recognize that. Even though the intent might have been positive, it may have been received a different way by somebody else and that's feedback is really good. I think it's important that you express and that you understand that empathy is critical to receiving feedback, but also recognizing that your intent and your impact might have been a different experience for someone. So acknowledge that the impact of your actions on someone may have been different to what your intentions are and express empathy and consideration by validating that person's feelings and their experiences, even if they differ from what you intended or even if you disagree with them, right? If someone is telling you, hey, you made me feel like shit, you have to acknowledge that, right? It's not your intent. I apologize for making you feel like that. It wasn't my intent. You have to level up with that, right? And the final thing that I just want to say here is to seek to learn and to adapt as a leader, right? Use the feedback about the impact of your actions as an opportunity to learn who you are, how you turn up, and how where there's opportunities for you to adapt and to change your approach around communication and relationship building or to be mindful or to be aware of your actions and how it is that people are perceiving things, right? So you might want to modify your approach or your behavior to better align with your intent and to minimize, I guess, any negative consequences or experiences that somebody has. So I guess, look, it's very easy to personalize feedback, particularly when it's critical versus being constructive. But there's opportunities always for us to grow and for us to develop. So 
try not to personalize the feedback, be open-minded, critique the feedback that you're getting, always ask for clarifying questions. Make sure that you do stand up for yourself as well, right? And say that, you know, and ask the questions. If someone is just wanting to put you in your place, hold your ground with that because it is really important. But it's also critical that you remember that, you know, someone's perception of you versus what your intent, they might be two very different things. And particularly when you're a leader in a business, you do, unfortunately. I want you to have good, strong integrity and be your most authentic leader, but I also want you to be an impactful and influential leader. And sometimes you have to adjust your communication style and the way that you work with particular stakeholders, either internally or externally. So just some examples there about how to not personalise this work, particularly you are a non-Indigenous person receiving feedback from First Nations community members or staff members or people just in general, right? Vulnerability turns into white fragility very quickly and it turns up as a very strong defensive mechanism. And if I'm to be honest, it's the number one thing that will hold a lot of development back for non-First Nations leaders in businesses because they're so concerned about perception and they're so concerned about getting it right that they're not opening themselves up to receiving feedback to better develop and grow and to become a really effective and efficient, impactful champion around the implementation of the RAP. So just check where there's opportunities for you to change, check where there's opportunities for you to evolve and check where there's opportunities for you to be the most effective leader that you possibly can. So... That's it. That's the end of this mini episode, which I'm starting to realize these episodes aren't that mini. But anyway, that's that. Have a good weekend or have a good day whenever you are listening to this. And I will catch you soon on the podcast. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to Reconciliation Roadmap. If the insights shared today resonate with you in your business, remember, I'm here to guide you further. Connect with me on LinkedIn or feel free to reach out to my business McGunion so I can help you take your next steps towards a more inclusive and connected future. You can find me at nagunyu.com.au or head to the show notes.